0: All right. What's up, everyone? Today, I'm chatting with Miss Kanina. How are you?
1: Good. Thank you. How are you?
0: Welcome to The Hoist. I appreciate you jumping on. Debut single is out now, Black Britney. How is it feeling that your baby is out there in the world?
1: Oh, It's so, it's actually, if I'm being honest, it's actually really weird because I've had this song, like, not done, but like I've had it for a while now. And now that it's out into the world, I like don't have any control over it. So it's kind of like I had all this control over like how it was going, who could listen to it and that sort of stuff. And I played it at my live shows. And now that it's like out in the internet, I can't control it anymore. So it's just kind of like be free.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like it's a funky track. You got this like groovy bass line underneath it. I feel like Finn Reese has something to do with that, you know, <laughs> right? What yeah. was it like working with him and... Yeah, like it feels very early two thousands, even toward the end. Just the beat and the vibe, you know. And I love that. Where did this start? Where did this song start from? Like,
1: um well, thank you for saying that. It's kind of nineties, but I appreciate that. I feel like blackfellas, we like nineties hip hop or country. I feel like that's our genre. <laughs> um But yeah, this song kind of started, um actually, kind of like quite a funny way because Finn and I were writing a different song, a very like kind of jazzy, sad song, and while we we're in the process of doing that, um, I was living in Tassie and he was living in Melbourne and we were doing like zoom links back and forth. And I actually came up with the hook for black Brittany um, in the car when I was driving and I was like, fuck, Oh wait, am I allowed to swear on here? Oops, sorry. It's
0: Okay. That's okay. <laughs>
1: sorry,
0: <laughs> we're, sorry. We are, we are on the because six to eight time slot? It's all good. you know.
1: Yeah. I got to like, get some media training or something. Cause I feel like I, yeah. Anyway, sorry about that kids. Um, yeah, so I actually wrote the hook for Black Britney um, and then I during the re- the session with Finn, I was like, oh, I also wrote this hook for this other song. Do you reckon you could have a listen to it? And he was like, yeah, go ahead. So I sang it for him and he was like, right, let's stop what we're doing and like completely shift our focus onto this other beat because I wrote the Black Britney chorus hook and he was like, yeah, let's get on that. So we just completely knocked off the other one. We were like, no and just focus solely on Black Britney. And together we kind of like worked back and forth over Zoom. And then I came up to Melbourne a few times and we just like busted it out over like maybe four or five sessions.
0: So in the record, you say that you're a Black Britney Spears. Can you speak to how Britney has Mm -hmm. inspired you and inspired this record?
1: Well, I mean, Britney was like huge when I was growing up. She was like the performer. And I just, I, I know like the way that I kind of look at it is that like Britney Spears has been such a huge influence on my life. Yet she has no control over her career. And so it's like it's so interesting how people in like especially women in the media is like you you see like how they are, but really behind the scenes is so different. Um and so for me, I was just kind of like, you know what? I want to give it my all like Britney does because she loves performing. I've seen like so many of her interviews where she's like You know, like I just want to sing. I just want to perform, and that was me. Like what is me? Like I just, I just really want to be as like as passionate about my craft as she is. And like, I mean, she slays, doesn't she? So
0: (laughs) yeah, no, I I think like hundred percent. She's like one of those pop icons, yeah, Yeah. (laughs) especially of that era. And Mm -hmm. I mean, you, you know, your new label home is Soul Has No Tempo, and I wanted to ask you a little bit about your thoughts on. Cause I know you're based in Nam now, you know, the scene here, like, I feel like it's, it's, it's popping here in Melbourne and you're from Tassie and I'm not sure what it's yeah. like down there, like that yeah. kind of music. So where do you think the future of that kind of like soulful, groovy music is sitting in Australia?
1: It's Yeah, I mean, it's really interesting because there is not a huge representation of Black women in that genre or that, like, realm here in this country. It's really disappointing because we have so many talented Black women, POC women, just Black people in general um, in this country, and yet this country chooses not to highlight that music, which is really sad. Like, growing up down in Tassie, I'm so removed from... um. The scene, like, we have a really beautiful music scene down in Tassie and I love all the musos down there. They're a really tight-knit group. Um, but just, like, going to all the festivals growing up and, like, I've I've been to some of the festivals on the mainland. You go there, and what, what are you watching? You're watching the same kind of boy band playing the same sad boy crash shit over and over and over again. And I was like, this can't be what our country has to, like, the best our country has to offer. And since moving here to Nam, like, going to all the little gigs, going through all the, like, all the concerts and stuff. I've just kind of realized like, whoa, we have this community here. It's just it's not being pushed out. So I, I'm really hoping that like within my like when like my career we see more more people in like my genres, more people like me in in the radio, on the on the TV, like in the concerts, like on the festival lineups. So yeah.
0: Yeah, it is interesting. Like I you know, soul music's my favourite genre and it just, like, hits really different for me and I feel like it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't kind of get pushed out there as much as, like, the rock music might, you know, for example, yeah. by other stations or, you know, <laughs> whoever, like, that's mm-hmm. such a broad conversation. And when you were talking about that, to my mind, like, I think of Kait, for example, you know, who I love, right? She's and so she's, deadly. Yeah, Kahit man.
1: is so deadly.
0: And just, like, being held back by labels and not releasing music for so long, but live she's so good and bringing that energy and it's awesome. And like, you, you've, you've played live a bit and you've only got one single out, man. (laughs) (laughs) So what
1: is huge inspiration to me? I, um, I went and saw her at the Sydney, my music bowl and she played like three of her new tracks. And I literally could not contain myself because that woman, like She can, like, make melodies just sound like the best melodies you've ever heard in your entire life, and they have, like, the best runs, the best everything, and also her and her personality. Like, the whole package, Kaid is, like, an icon for me, especially seeing a black woman on stage. I almost cried. I was like, oh, my God. Like, you know, it's just Mm -hmm. real deadly to see people like that just killing the game, despite.
0: Yeah, like, when you were growing up, do you feel like you had that, representation in Australia you know you're saying like how emotional it was to see someone that you relate to playing great music on stage
1: oh fuck no 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 not at all we like we don't have representation full stop like they put especially aboriginal musicians like if you go to a festival um you have aboriginal people play they put them all on the one day or they put them all in the one group as though we're not good enough to be staggered out between all the other artists. It's actually disgusting. I, I, like I've been to so many events where they'll be like, okay, the Aboriginal hour. It's like, what, what, what is that for? What What are you really doing? What is your intention with that? Um, growing up? I did say TK Miser like a few times at festivals and that was awesome. That was really cool to see her. Um, and like knowing that like, you know, those kind of spaces in the music industry are open um for people like me but no I yeah I I guess growing up I was really disappointed in knowing that I didn't have representation especially here in this country because there's so many people here that are so talented yet not to get a platform
0: mm. what are your plans for this year is new new music coming you know play more shows I have what's so, happening what's happening so
1: much music <laughs> I have so much music. It's so crazy. I feel like um, Black Britney because I did it so long ago, but I've just released it now. It's kind of like, whoa, that was that was crazy because that was so long ago, and my music has developed so much since then. And I'm so excited to like start pushing out these other tunes, um, just to kind of showcase. Like, you know, I do I do rap a little bit, but like I also sing and like, yeah, it's it's gonna be. It's gonna be cool to see
0: like all the different I'm not, I mean it's not
1: different genres but like different kinds of music that I'm gonna try and push out
0: yeah and you're you're at section eight tomorrow, right the uncle yes! block party. So are you excited, excited. Are you excited for that Yes,
1: yes. Was, uh, section eight was the first club cl- is it club club I don't know clubbing
0: yeah music space. Don't <laughs> down
1: um yeah, it's the first like club that I went to when I when I moved here. And like, oh my god, it's like such a vibe there. And I can't wait to like actually be able to like play there and like yeah. Yeah, it's cool. I'm I'm really excited. I'm a bit nervous. I'm excited.
0: Yeah. Well you're amongst some other like really great artists. Yeah. Maybe maybe you guys can uh, have a basketball match, you know. That's what I love about it. <laughs>
1: yeah. Every time yeah, I play go play there playoffs.
0: Play. <laughs> yeah,
1: I was the only one who got it in when we were there. I all charged up a couple of weeks ago there, and all these okay. boys are trying to bloody shoot it. I was like, move away, let me go. <laughs> Bang, nailed it. Fuck you so. No, okay.
0: <laughs> so your your mother and your grandmother are both artists, and I'd love to know what they give to you in terms of energy and inspiration and just power in your life and you as a person and as an artist?
1: Well, my mother and my grandmother, both Yorta Yorta women, Um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with um, that mob, but they're staunch mob. Um, And so my mom and my nan and my aunties and all my family around me um, have kind of show me that music and art and creativity is a way of healing for our people um it's a way of storytelling it's a way of activism um you know aboriginal voices have never been given a platform or listened to in this country the only time that we like we've really valued is through our art um and like how to weaponize that is 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 really quite a skill um And so my nan was extreme activism. She like she helped create the first Tasmanian Aboriginal Centre down there. Uh, My mum was then the state secretary of the of the Aboriginal Centre, and my mum every day she is active in trying to better our community. Um, And yeah, it's just it's really quite intense because I have a like I have big shoes to fill um, in my own way. Um, But definitely every day I'm inspired by her my my mum and yeah i learned something new about my nan all the time as well like learning about how she grew up and cuz my nan late passed away um but yeah it's 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 quite full on cuz i know that my nan's watching me <laughs> from up there and she's she's championing me on which is really deadly but yeah i'm really excited to make them proud i suppose
0: do you think you would make your 12-year-old your self really proud with what you're doing right now and what advice would you give to her?
1: Yeah, I reckon. I hope so. She was such a little shit at 12 singing in front of the mirror and stuff to Brittany. <laughs> but, yeah, I think the advice I'd give to her is probably, like, don't let other people's failures and their, um, like, yeah, their unaccomplishments then impact the way that you're going to take on your life because I feel like everybody, especially, like, singing and, like, music, people tell you you're not going to make it. They say all the time, like, it's a really hard industry to break into, you know, like, you don't quite have it. And I'm kind of like, well, there's so many talented people in the world, like, so many. It's the people who work really hard that actually make that their career and that's what I really want and so I really believe in working hard and, like, you know, prioritizing music and prioritizing being creative and prioritizing that part of myself and my mental health over like a nine to five job because I really want to make it work. And so I would tell my 12 year old self to not listen to <laughs> the adults in your life until tell you, you can't do it.
0: Yeah. I think that's the the perfect note to end on. David Single, <laughs> Black Brittany, <laughs> dig it where you get your music. It's out now. And you know, if you want to see Miss Canina in the flesh. Head along tomorrow to Section 8 to the Uncle Archie Roach Block Party. Thank you for joining me for this chat, Ms. Canilla. I appreciate it.
1: Thank you so much.